When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Go behind the wheel, under the hood, and beyond with Car Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey, everybody, and welcome to a dangerous edition of Car Stuff. Yes, fast cars, danger, fire and knives. Well, it's not really that dangerous, I don't think. Ideas are dangerous. Yeah, it could be. It could be dangerous. That's a, that's a thing. Like, I um, when we talk about this today, yeah, it's arguable. I, I've, I've told you. Yeah, I I halfway agree with this. Okay, so Scott Benjamin, auto editor and expert at HowStuffWorks dot uh, com. That's you. Mm-hmm. That's me. I'm Ben Bolin. Um, it's kind of confusing that we have we have the same name, but it's you know it's nice that it's your last name and my first name. I think by now people got it straight. Yeah, it just weirds me out to call you Mr. Benjamin. <laughs> Strange. But, uh, but yeah, so, uh, we're talking about today, uh, things that could possibly be dangerous, uh, in your car. Now, yeah. not the core parts. We're not talking about brakes. We're not talking about transmissions. We're talking about accessories. Accessories. Now that's a, that's a tricky word here because. Yeah. What, some of the things listed, we have an article on our site. Let's just get that right out. In the sure, sure. Here. We have an article on our site that's called 10 Car Accessories That Could Be Dangerous. Now, I've seen this list and, you know, appear other places as well and, you know, variations, variations of it. And, um, I don't know. Some of them I agree with Ben. Some of them I don't. Yeah. Some of them, I don't even know if they're really accessories or not. That's the, that's the, the weird gray area that you kind of sure. fall into. Cause what, what do you call it? What's truly a car accessory? Anything you add to your car, but what about something that you just kind of set in your car? It's uh-huh. not really a part of the car that you're maybe just carrying along with you for that trip. Is that right? Because is that an accessory really? Yeah. Because by that reasoning, if that's also an accessory, then that means that a rabid, you know, a rabid possum in your back seat could be a dangerous car accessory. I, I guess so. I mean, does it have to be something you attach to your car? I, I don't know. What's the line? Yeah. We're not going to really answer that in the, in this, yeah. uh, in this podcast, but, um, we've got, you know, this list and we should just go through this, you know, sure. and, and then we've got maybe, I got a couple of my own that I think maybe are, are maybe even a little bit more dangerous than the ones on this list. Yeah. I'd like to add a couple as well, but oh, good. I, I got to ask though, Scott, mm-hmm. um, full disclosure, as we're going through, Let's, uh, let's tell the listeners if we have, uh, any of these. Okay. 
Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. All right. You want to start with number 10? Yeah. Number 10 is the lift kit. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, as you know, top heavy things like to flip. So when you use a lift kit to move your car's center of gravity, it's exact, it's similar to putting a coin on its edge instead of on its face because the weight is distributed differently. Mm-hmm. So the higher you boost it, the more the, the, excuse me, the higher you boost the vehicle, the greater the probability that the vehicle will flip. Now, that's dangerous. Mm-hmm. Understood. And you know what? I, I feel, I think I've, I've mentioned this before. I've been, uh, my wife had a Jeep Wrangler for a while. Oh, yeah. I always felt like I was going to roll over on turns in that thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a higher center of gravity. I know it's it's not going to in normal driving conditions. But you can feel it. You I, can I, feel the difference. I could feel it. I, I choose to have lower vehicles. And in fact, the cars that I have, I like to even lower them more. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of lifting them, I know that you know certain vehicles, you know, they want to be lifted. You know, trucks and off-road vehicles that that has benefits. Yeah. Uh, but uh, th- we're talking about going beyond the level of safety, I guess. Right. We're talking about lifting to the point where it's not that you want to get more clearance as much as you want to have a stylistic convention. Exactly. Exactly. So I can understand the lift kit would be dangerous in this situation. Mm-hmm. What's number uh, nine? Number nine. Colored fog lights. Now, uh, we're not talking about like, um, you know, blue or red or, you know, right. something that's illegal. We're talking about, um, some people use yellow fog lights for actual fog, mm-hmm. uh, with the idea being that, you know, they, they cut through the fog better than, than the white lights do. That's the idea. That's the idea, but not true. Nope. Not true. It's all the same, really. And, uh, actually you can see white lights better as it turns out than you can the yellow fog lights. Mm-hmm. Um, well, actually not, Someone else would be able to see you easier, I think, with uh, with white lights rather than the yellow fog lights. Which makes the yellow fog lights potentially dangerous. Uh, exactly, yeah. Which I, is, uh, I agree with that one, but are fog lights an accessory? You know what I mean? Well, I don't know. Sometimes they are. Sometimes if they're sometimes bolt-on they aftermarket. With, uh, yeah. Oh, you know what? Aftermarket. I mean, aftermarket's a huge business. It's like a. It's true. What three hundred? I read somewhere that aftermarket is like a three hundred billion dollar a year industry in the United States alone. Oh, we so need to get in on the aftermarket. Three hundred billion dollars a year in aftermarket accessories in the U.S. alone. That's wow. amazing. I've got one here. I lucked out the way mm-hmm. this list goes. Uh, speaking of aftermarket, here's one that is definitely dangerous. Sure. Definitely potentially dangerous. All right. The dash-mounted television screens. Yes. Let me add to that the uh, the sun visor television screens. Sun visor television screens? You know, where, where you would normally put down that uh, the visor so that you could maybe have um, a mirror. Sure. Some people have a mirror there. Yeah. Some people just have a band to yeah. hold papers. Well, there are also people who have TVs hooked up there. Oh, boy. No, I can understand the appeal. It's, yeah, these are yeah. they're supposed to have some kind of safety where mm-hmm. they they won't operate unless the vehicle's in park or the the speed is zero miles per hour. Um, but in reality, everybody bypasses not everybody, but some people sure. bypass that and it is abused. Now, it's a great accessory uh, for parents, for instance, sure. or for people on road trips. Uh, but it is, of course, dangerous. Uh, Potentially to other drivers as well because it's distracting to mm-hmm. be behind somebody in a car and then <laughs> and then you think oh they're watching my favorite scene from Back to the Future sure and you try to get a little closer to see what's going on and the next thing you know yep crash oh, yeah yep exactly now speaking of uh, um, being distracted here's another one oh, this seven is, is I want you to talk about this GPS one. systems 
this is probably now that they're designed to be relatively easy to use and you may have to, you have to even touch the screen on some of them to say that you agree not to use it while the vehicle's in motion. It's kind of got its own little quick uh, terms and conditions at the head of, right. of the program. Yeah. Uh, however, you see a lot of people fiddling around with these in traffic. Oh, and, sure. And um, it's just as distra- distracting as a phone could be or something like that. I'll tell you, uh, if you'll let me climb onto my soapbox briefly, Scott. Sure. All right. There are stories about people who are driving their vehicle with directions from a GPS mm-hmm. and the GPS is outdate- has an outdated map. So it will tell them to make a left where there is no left or it will tell them you know, to pull over where there's a part of the road that you cannot pull over on. Okay. And people have been involved in accidents because oh. they have taken the disembodied voice of their GPS – over the evidence of you know their their the, own sensations. You mean there is no road there, right? Like there is no, not even a driveway. I understand. Yet they're going to go for it anyways. Because because they're not paying attention. You know, they're just I, they're paying attention to the. Voice. I could not understand how you could just blindly follow something like that. Turn left now, and you turn left right now. You don't look first to to do it. Um, I don't know. Don't I get it. I cannot tell you how relieved I am that you agree with me. I don't get that at all. If okay. you're like, well, I can understand that. All right. So here we're getting to the part of the list where I absolutely don't agree with anything from this point <laughs> forward. How about that? Okay. Is good. that uh, strong enough? Yeah, that's good. That's good. <laughs> uh, okay. okay. All right. Here's a stretch. Number six, cup holders. Come on. Uh, I do you even see that as an accessory. I guess if you buy these aftermarket ones that hang on the side of the door, mm-hmm. you, do you remember those from a long, long yeah, time yeah, ago? Yeah, when cars, hook in. cars didn't really have built in cup holders the way they do now. So you'd no. hook it on the windowsill, mm-hmm. uh, on the window of your door. And it would, it was just this cheap plastic thing that would often break or whatever. But, um, I could see where that would be dangerous and distracting because, sure. uh, those had a, you know, a, I don't know, and, and, they would often fall off because they were on the window. And the window is supposed to go there. <laughs> tiny, tiny little hook that held yeah, it in place. Yeah. You, know, you put a beverage in there, and it's it's gone. Sounds like we both got burned or you, soaked. You I should could, say you could hang them anywhere. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing is that um, according to in our in our article here, it says insurance.com's list of the ten most dangerous foods to consume while driving: mm-hmm. coffee, um, which that's the number one item, right? I don't drink. Yeah, I don't I drink coffee is. in the. Uh, I don't drink coffee in the car. And other drinks, even soft drinks, because of uh, spills and just the, um, I guess the excitement that it causes when something spills. You know, even if you, you yeah. everybody's probably been in this position. You go to put it, uh, drink in the drink holder, you miss uh, just a little bit. You know, it's off center a little. Something yeah, else yeah, bumps yeah. it and it spills. It spills on the floor. Sure. That's a huge distraction. And I can understand that, but if you spill hot coffee on you or something like that. That's also a distraction. Now, I don't, I don't understand how a cup holder can be a, a yeah. Um, that's my thing. A dangerous accessory, right? Like, why isn't it safer to have a cup holder than to not? <laughs> I'm tired of arguing this one. Okay, let's yeah, move yeah, on yeah okay. Limo tents, limo tents. <laughs> yeah, let's move on. Limo no, tents, number five. Uh, yeah, yeah, number five. So, uh, limo tents. Yeah. Okay, crazy. So they block uh, 65% of the sun's heat in these tinted windows, 99% of the UV rays. <laughs> okay. They look cool. Yeah, sure, they look cool. But I they, have tinted windows. Yeah, okay, full disclosure. Scott does have tinted windows. Yeah. But it reduces the visibility of back windows. They've never caused me any problem. I'll put it that way. They Not never, wood, man. Even at night, 
even at night, mm-hmm. I can see through them just fine because you're inside. I can, I mean, I understand that they're dangerous for police officers in certain situations. Absolutely. Um, you know, if you have the front windows tinted, mm-hmm. uh, you're not supposed to have the, the very front glass tinted unless I, I think there's conditions when you can. I've seen cars with right. the front window tinted and I believe that's a medical thing. You have to have a, a a doctor's note or something okay. like that to provide, but I bet you get pulled over all the time. I'm sure. Um, you know, cars and advertising will have tinted windows all the way around. You'll notice that really dark. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I've never had a problem with having tinted windows in my car and really dark in the back, slightly lighter on the, on the passenger side doors, um, you know, the driver door. I've never had a problem seeing anything with them. And I think what they're saying in this article is that it eliminates some of the, the communication between drivers and, and pedestrians, pedestrians possibly. Yeah, yeah. I don't get that, but um maybe, maybe they can see they can see where you're looking mm-hmm. to anticipate if you're gonna continue on your path or if you're gonna stop if you see them. Sure. Or if you can wave people in from the side or something like that. Maybe. Scott's not sold. I'm not sold on what, that. One what what do you think then if we're talking about tent, let's talk about number four, blackout kits. Okay. I semi agree with this one. Okay. Okay. I don't know how it's a dangerous accessory because uh, light still gets through them. You can still see the lights. They're slightly dimmer, sure, uh, than they were prior. But that's the that's the point of this thing, right? I mean, it's yeah. it's actually for daytime uh, image of the vehicle, I suppose, uh-huh. right? To make it look more uniform. And, exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, what do you think of this one? Well, I you know I see where they're going, and when I think of how this could be dangerous, like if I if I try to envision a scenario, then what I end up thinking of is weather conditions uh, where this sort of dimming could actually make it very difficult to see the vehicle. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about dimmed out, or not actually dimmed out, but um, really it comes down to tinted headlights, yeah, and tinted taillights, essentially. Um, really, it's a, a dark covering to make mm-hmm. it look. Uh, it's an appearance thing. It's, right. it's, it's all aesthetic. about aesthetics. It's really aesthetic. Yeah, you're right. Um, it, no purpose other than making the car look a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, you, I, I don't know why you would want to dim your headlights, but um, that's what it does. And yeah. taillights. And that, that could be a problem. I, I could see this being a problem. Right. I could, I could see it. It really depends on the gradient of the tent, though, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. Yeah, true. True. Yeah, because uh, you might find that the headlights are, are plenty bright enough sure. uh, with the tent and they're, the taillights equally. You know, same thing. So what do you think about the next one? Uh, <laughs> I don't think it's an accessory. But uh, number three <laughs> is a utility trailer. Right. And – I don't, I don't know. I, mean, I don't think it's an even, accessory. Even the author says, uh, you know, maybe not in this case, but for this article, let's just call it an accessory because, um, you know, some of the different things that, that, um, can happen with a trailer, you know, it could break loose. Uh, some of the items on the trailer can bounce off and, and cause you know, harm to other drivers, other vehicles. Yeah. Um, I, I guess I can kind of see where, and this is attached to the vehicle, but it's only temporarily attached to the vehicle. Right. It, uh, it comes on and off with ease. You really don't carry a utility trailer all the time, mm-hmm. uh, like you would to some of these other accessories that where they're attached all the time. Yeah, good point. Um, I, I yeah, know. I respect I respect the author for pointing out that you know is it really mm-hmm. well, and, and they're they're only putting it in there because it is such a dangerous add on. Yeah, I guess so. And it's it's the uh, the care with which the the driver. Uh-huh. Um, uses this this add on. Yeah, the uh, way you, know, you turn. It, yeah, exactly. The way they're attached. You know, mostly because uh, you know, if it comes loose, the breakaway trailer is no good in any case. Uh-huh. Um, how, how about uh, – okay, can I do this one? Yeah, please. Okay, so this is in-car microwave number two on our <laughs> list. In-car microwave. Is that a very common accessory, Ben? 
I, I don't have one and I've never been in a car where someone's like, you know what, Ben, I love microwave meals so much that I cannot wait to get home or even to a microwave. I would love to have a toaster oven. You really? Sure. Are you serious? Oh, sure. You could cook pizza slices in there. You could keep your sandwiches warm. <laughs> sure. It just worked nice. through traffic. Yeah, exactly. No, um, but in-car microwave, I, I don't, you know, I'm going to say I don't know anyone that has ever had an in-car microwave, but they do make them. Yeah, that's, I, this is one of the ones that I looked up. Um, you know, our, our writer lists their source here too. So I went through the sources and I was surprised, but there's, there's an important part here. When we say in-car microwave, yes, I, I, I agree that that's not a um, that's not the best thing to put in your car, man. <laughs> you know, you shouldn't be in there preparing a meal while you're driving. Right, right. Or if you are someone who needs to maybe live in your car or be in there for an extended amount of time, just pull over, dude. Mm-hmm. You know what? It, and and there are, as our author goes on to to describe, there are a bunch of other plug-in electronic devices. Yeah, some strange ones. Huh? Now I used to have one of those plug-in. Refrigerator kind of things. Did was, you really? Yeah, they, it was like a cooler almost, but you plugged it in to where the cigarette lighter, or I guess now the uh, outlet, right? Yeah. Is, uh, you plugged it in where uh, in there, right? And, and you just, kept this in your car. Uh huh. I took it on a trip with me. Oh, cool. And it was cool. It kept the drinks cold, but the thing is, I didn't really need it. You know, the more I thought about it, I could just have a cooler of ice because it's not like I was on a two week. Exodus or anything. Yeah, so. I guess so. I, I don't know. I, I can actually see the use for something like what you're talking about. Right. Uh, it's kind of a pain to have a cooler full of ice. You got to dump out later and you got to stop somewhere and buy the ice or maybe right. even yeah. just create the ice at home, you know, and that recipe is hard to find in the, the uh, recipe book that you've got. So I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, that's why. Uh, like so anyways, the uh, <laughs> everybody knows how to make ice, right? So <laughs> – um, I was looking at some of these other ones that are mentioned. You know, refrigerators is one, and I thought that was a little strange, but now that you mention it, I can see a, a small cooler being valuable. Yeah. Um, but, boy, popcorn poppers? Who, who has that? <laughs> a Wi-Fi router? I can understand that. I kind of can understand that one. I can kind of get that one. For somebody who operates a business, they might use something like that. Right. Um, You're a traveling professional. In a, in a work truck or a van or something. Sure. You, know, you almost set up a, an office in your in your uh, vehicle. Yeah. I can get that. I get that. But um, <laughs> personal grooming equipment, so they're talking about like, you know, men's shavers and things like right. that. I can I, – yeah, again, I can kind of see that. Coffee makers, there should be no need to make coffee, actually fresh brewed coffee in your car. I, mean, I love coffee, but that's a bad idea. Yeah, the, the the way they make thermoses and stuff now. I mean, you know, the the cups, you should be able to take yeah. along what you need. Um, so I don't know. I, I <sighs> There's one mention here also that I thought was really strange. What's that? An undercar deep fryer. Finally. <laughs> My day has come. Yeah, exactly. Come on. Who who has an undercar deep fryer? I'm going to get one. I'm leaving this now. This is crazy. All uh, right, so. Wait, wait. I can't leave yet. Oh, yeah. We have to talk about numero uno. Oh, yeah. Okay, what's that? <sighs> musical car horn. Oh, come on. A musical car horn. So, like the, uh, the Dukes of Hazard. Yeah, yeah, like the Dukes Plain of Hazard. Dixie. I was thinking the Cheers theme song just because that would be crazy. Sure. Here. And the point is. How is that a dangerous accessory? Right. Here's the idea. You're in and you're about to be in an accident. You are honking your horn the correct way, the way you should use it to alert another driver to a problem. Mm-hmm. And so instead of, instead of beep, you hear something like 
Sometimes you wanna go. And then, oh boy, the logic being that this will just distract the driver that you're trying to warn. And, you know, you guys will go on your merry way to the hospital with the Cheers theme song stuck in your head. Okay. Okay. I kind of, I, I can kind of see your point here in yeah. that in a panic situation, you don't want, uh, you don't want the horn to be playing, uh, the Yellow Rose of Texas. Sure. <laughs> yeah. You want it yeah. to, uh, you want it, you want it to, to alert somebody quickly. Get out of the way, or or I'm I'm headed towards you. Right. Yeah. Okay. I understand. I I get that one. I can, mm. I can kind of get that one, but to call it a dangerous accessory, I don't know because I think the horn. I thought I always thought that these musical horns were in addition to your normal car horn. Maybe I'm wrong, mm, okay. but I thought that you had to select the music that you wanted to play. Maybe maybe I'm way off on this. Maybe that is your default horn at some point. And well, now, you, what's really cool now, and I didn't know this until I read this, was that, and this is probably even older, this may have been a long time, uh, you're able to download MP3 files mm-hmm. and, and play whatever song you would like to. So you can, you can gather something from the internet and, uh, and broadcast it through speakers in your car. And yeah, I think that, I think that's cool. It's, uh, I, I see what we're saying here because it is again potential danger yeah right um but pure novelty but i don't you know i just don't know how dangerous it is i i know that people are acclimated to hearing something that sounds like a car horn so i i i know that if you're in um an accident you hear behind you auga or something like that mm-hmm. it's going to take you uh just maybe a, maybe a fraction of a second longer to go holy mackerel that's a that's a car horn and i am that's in danger old, of an That's accident. an old car horn, Ben. Yeah. yeah. The Uga horns. Those are great. I, I love those. I do too. All right. So we've picked through this list and, uh, and, you know, said what we agree with and what we sure, disagree sure. with. You got a, you got a couple you want to give or you want me to? You first? go first. And we'll... All right. I got a few that I thought were maybe slightly more dangerous than, than this. And you can even argue if these are accessories or not. Okay. Um, I had, a, I took a couple off the list. I just full disclosure here. Yeah. I took some, some things off that I didn't really think were accessories. They're more like, um, Add-ons to the engine for performance or, or mileage. Okay. Okay. Uh, which were, and these two, again, I took these off, but the, you know those metal discs that look like, um, um, fan blades that you're supposed to put in your intake of the car? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I took that off because I, I don't know if that's really an accessory or not. I don't think it is. Okay. Uh, but those are the ones that would often, they say they break free. They're just like little pieces of, of aluminum. Um, yeah. I think those are a bad idea. Uh, the ones <laughs> that swirl the air and they're supposed to, you know, give you improved mileage and things like that. I don't know about that. All right, here's one that I thought was really dangerous. What's that? Flamethrower exhaust. Oh, yeah. Dangerous. Dangerous yeah. stuff, but very cool at the it same time. It does look – that's yeah. what I was going to say. Hot I'm, rods, you know, if you haven't seen flamethrower exhaust ever, take a look at it online. You'll find, you'll find a ton of videos because this is a uh, kind of a cool hot rod aftermarket mm. thing that people do. And it's, uh, it's definitely dangerous, but um, – Equally cool to watch. We should go back and forth because uh, there's there's one that I wanted to mention. Uh, you see it sometimes with traveling salesmen, mm-hmm. um, where you have the coat rack thing, ah, the yes. the closet rack bar that goes across the the back seat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm miming this out for Scott. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. You oh, know, I know what it is. And and the it's uh, like a shower rod. Right. It, perfect. Yeah. Yes. And the problem with that is not so much when it's there without anything on it. But when it blocks your view of the rear view, mm-hmm. and in that in that same vein, I think anything that does that, any sort of accessory you get that will block your view from the rear view mirror through your back window mm-hmm. is 
potentially dangerous. You know, you just made me think of something that um, is not on my list, and I don't know if it's an accessory, but what something you don't see very often anymore. Huh. And uh, I promise I'll wrap this up quick. But, oh, sure, sure. Um, the uh, the speakers that people would place on the, the rear deck of their car, oh, yeah, you know, just, just the speakers that were unbolted, uh-huh. those were heavy. And, you know, often there was just two pieces of wire that would go up from the trunk area and attach to these speakers. And mm-hmm. in a, you know, like an, a panic stop, Mm-hmm. Or more likely, if you collided with something, if you know a front end collision, yeah, with anything, you know, when the car comes to an abrupt stop, mm-hmm. uh, those are like missiles, and they're heavy missiles in the back of the car. I mean, anyone sitting in the back seat is going to take it in the back of the head, and you know, if it comes all the way to the front, you know, good luck because um, those things weigh, you know, the big magnets on the bottom of those speakers, right? Heavy and they're sharp too, not uh, not anything soft about those. So you don't see that very often anymore. I think we've just, I think you've answered the reason why as yeah, well. Yeah, probably, probably. Yeah. But, um, you know, it used to be that just about every other car on the road had those in there. Mm-hmm. Cause, you know, the, the, the factory speakers were so poor. Mm-hmm. Um, and then everybody would add these aftermarket speakers and that was the reason. But they've gone the way of beaded seat covers. Yeah, I think so. Cause, you know, the factory systems are becoming so much better and they're made by, you know, custom audio manufacturers mm-hmm. and it's just, anyways. Quick, do, uh, do you think someone's going to write in and ask us, uh, why we didn't say anything about sound systems. Surely somebody's going to say a sound system past a certain noise level is dangerous. True, true. And uh, some of the more elaborate systems that are a distraction as well with the screens that fold out and articulate. Sure. Um, and the, the, you know, the amazing displays. But again, they're now. so cool. Yeah, they are cool. <laughs> they are cool. I'm sorry. Go All ahead. All right. So um, here's another one. Yeah. Uh, cheap external add-ons. Okay. What do you think about that? Like the the uh, the wings that you can buy, um, you know, at these aftermarket oh, stores yeah. and um, body kits and things like that, and just you know the the neon stuff. And they have uh, an alarming intense stuff density to fall off. I'm talking about the stuff that, yeah, exactly. The people maybe don't install all that well. Sure. And uh, they have a you know exactly a propensity to fall off on the highway. Mm-hmm. Um, seen stuff like that happen, and it's bad news. Yeah. It's yeah. bad news for the driver behind you. It's bad news for you because you lost your accessory, mm-hmm. ruins the look of the car, whatever. I mean, you know, once it's torn from where it should be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I've seen some pretty cheap add-ons that have not done so well. And one thing I like about that is that is one of the accessories we've mentioned that does not – well, first is clearly an accessory. Mm-hmm. And secondly, does not depend on the driver's behavior to become dangerous. Like a, a lot of the stuff we're mentioning, like – a. An in-car microwave, although it's not my thing, is not dangerous unless someone tries to use it while mm-hmm. they're driving. Exactly. Yeah. But Perfectly this, fine while you're parked. Yeah. But We're this stuff could happen. In motion. This so you stuff got one could more just fall us? off. Um, nah. Okay. We kind of hit it with sound system. I'll, I'll hit you with my yeah. last one here yeah. then and tell me, tell me what you think of this one. This is kind of fun because I was – remember before we came on air, I was asking you about uh, that type of machine gun where the barrel spins. Yes. Yeah. And that's the Gatling gun, right? Uh-huh. Okay. You answered that question for me. There is a an exhaust add-on that is called the tail gunner exhaust, and you'll see these on motorcycles mostly. Um, but it's it does exactly what it sounds like. It when the exhaust gas flows through the exhaust pipe, uh, it spins what looks like a uh, a gun barrel, like a Gatling gun gun barrel. Yeah, okay. and it'll spin it. And the faster you rev the engine, the faster the Gatling gun spins. And uh, it's just kind of a, a neat little add-on. Supposedly, it boosts power because of back pressure at low speeds. 
and at high pressure, it actually pulls exhaust through the system better. So um, apparently there's some performance benefits to this thing. It's not for everybody, I'll tell you that. Yeah. Uh, I see a lot of crit- critics either way. You know, some people love it, some people hate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, it's called Tail Gunner Exhaust. And hmm. uh, take a look online and see what you think about it. But uh, that's one of those that it's a distraction to other people. I don't know if it's really dangerous, but yeah. I thought it, yeah, it seemed like a place to add something like that or throw that in here. Yeah, I wanted to um, – the the last thing I had was it, – it's kind of lame. We've, we've sort of already covered it with sound systems and monitors in vehicles. But video games and Blu-ray or DVD players, uh, I think I think video games more so uh, can be like – can be enormously distracting. I saw somebody, I saw somebody, Scott, fiddling with their DVD player in traffic oh, one time. You know? you know, I know that at these import auto shows, a lot of times they'll have uh, a variety of, of gaming systems installed sure. in the car yeah. with an in-dash large screen to play, you know, driving games is usually what they have, yeah. uh, but any kind of game. And I don't know, I'm sure that, you know, if you can alter these things, you know, they're, they're installed professionally of course and they're installed you know by somebody who knows exactly what they're doing they know how to bypass uh any of the safeties that would be in place mm-hmm. uh to keep it from being played well in motion so you know if it's passengers playing that's one thing it's still a distraction to the driver if it's in the driver's field of view yeah um but i mean i've <laughs> i swear i've seen controllers built into the driving uh the dri- the steering wheel as well and I shudder to <laughs> wow. think of somebody in traffic actually actually doing that. I think it's mostly for looks. Yeah. But you know somebody's tried it. Somebody has tried everything at this point. Yeah. Um Scott, are we just old fogies? Are we just cranky I don't know. old men? This I don't know. this list, I I mean I, I hate to be, you know, such a naysayer about some of this stuff, but some of it doesn't seem I don't know, it doesn't seem right to add to this list. But um other things I can I can clearly see as being a distraction mm. or dangerous to the driver or other other people around them. And I know that people have got others. Yeah. It's kind of a pet peeve thing, really. Yeah, exactly. So this is your chance, listeners, to uh, vent a little bit to us and the rest of your fellow listeners by writing to us on Facebook or Twitter, uh, letting us know what you think uh, makes a dangerous car accessory. Yeah, exactly. You know, one more thing. This yeah. could be anything. This could be, um, you know, see, some, some baby, somebody may have been hit by a bike rack that fell off of a car. Nice, um, so, nice uh, and that's an add-on accessory. That's a, a bike rack is an accessory, and if it's not installed right, yeah, it could fall off. And, and you know, of course, the person who is struck by that would say, "Ah, oh, you know what? I hate those bike racks on cars." So, yeah, um, you know, th- this this can go anywhere, really. Yeah, you could even say, uh, you could even say bumper stickers, smart aleck bumper stickers. <laughs> yeah, because you have to speed up to see what they say. Sure, or they make you get in an accident with someone, you know? <laughs> exactly. Finger quote, accident. Yeah, sure. No, we're not telling you to hit people if you don't like their bumper stickers. Oh, that's, that's where you're going with this. No, no, that's where I'm making sure no one else goes. Oh, you're not going there. But people should go to, uh, check out this article on our website. And if you'd like to drop Scott and I a line to tell us uh, about your experience with car accessories or to give us an idea for an upcoming show, go ahead, man. Send us an email at carstuff at howstuffworks.com. Be sure to check out our new video podcast, Stuff from the Future. Join HowStuffWorks staff as we explore the most promising and perplexing possibilities of tomorrow. The HowStuffWorks iPhone app has arrived. Download it today on iTunes. What if- 
the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. You've probably heard a lot about electrified vehicles lately. Well, Toyota has electrified options for every lifestyle. We've got hybrids. No plug needed. Right, let's go. But we also have plug-in hybrids, if that's your thing. <laughs> you can even go 100% electric in the Toyota BZ4X. With so many options for reducing carbon emissions, Toyota is electrified, diversified. Oh, oh, oh. Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.